Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create and grow income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Are you tired of trading your time for money? Do you desire freedom today instead of retirement in 10, 20, or 30 years? I'm MC Lobsher, and this is the Cashflow Ninja. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. MC Lobsher here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today. In today's show, we're going to look at syndicated cash flow opportunities in New Jersey. My guest in this episode is Aaron Fragnito. Aaron is the co-founder of People's Capital Group, host of the New Jersey Real Estate Network, a licensed New Jersey realtor, and full-time real estate investor. Aaron has completed over 250 real estate transactions, totaling more than $35 million in real estate in his career. People's Capital Group works with qualified investors to create passive returns through local commercial real estate. The owners of People's Capital Group are experienced in locating discounted apartment buildings for sale in northern New Jersey and implementing a value-add strategy to create maximum returns for their silent investors. I have three Cashflow Ninja community announcements. I just created a free Facebook group for all of our listeners. You could go to cashflowninja.com forward slash Facebook and join our group, or you could just go to Facebook and search Cashflow Ninja Community and you will find us. If you found what we have done valuable here and want to support the Cashflow Ninja, there are two ways to do it. Please go to iTunes, hit the subscribe button, rate and review our show. This helps with iTunes algorithms and will help other people find the show. And if you'd like, please send us a video testimonial recorded from your smartphone uh, to info at cashflowninja.com. We are building out a new website and would love to feature our listeners and their success stories and their testimonials. And I would love to just hear what listeners have learned by listening to us. The top 10 videos will receive Cashflow Ninja swag bonus and will be featured on the new Cashflow Ninja website. If you're interested in joining our investors group, you could go to cashflowninja.com forward slash investors group and fill out an application form and or email me at info at cashflowninja.com to start the discussion to see if you're a good fit for our group. And if you're living in the Philly, Bucks County and Southern New Jersey area, we are hosting a live investors meetup event every month in Newtown, Pennsylvania. For more information on the monthly event and information on how to join us at our next live event, go to cashflowninja.com forward slash events. If you are like many of the listeners of the show, you're always looking for unique ways to protect and grow your hard-earned capital. But sometimes, that's easier said than done. The key to investing late in the cycle is identifying favorable opportunities on a risk-adjusted basis. That's where our friends at ASIM Capital come in. Since 2011, ASIM has helped more than 300 accredited investors allocate more than $20 million to mobile home parks, cell storage, and workforce housing due to the ability to generate asymmetric returns while protecting their investors' portfolios. If you're interested in learning more, head over to asymcapital.com. That's A-S-Y-M capital.com to get instant access to their investment offerings. MC Lobshire, the host of the Cashflow Ninja podcast and also the president and chief wealth and investment strategist of Producers Wealth, where we help our clients integrate cashflow banking, also known as infinite banking, with their business and investments. 
If you're interested in learning more about how we create strategies that integrate cash flow banking and investments to turbocharge them, you can access a video series at yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. Aaron, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, appreciate you coming on. Um, could you please share a little bit about your background and journey with my listeners? Sure. Well, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad about 10 years ago. I had graduated from Rowan University with an entrepreneurial degree. I had no idea what I wanted to do, but I wanted to own my own business. So I uh, figured, all right, Rich Dad, Poor Dad put me in a path to real estate. I realized I had a passion for it. And I started as a realtor in 2010. I, I made $500 in about six months. It was the hardest time ever to sell a house. And uh, eventually teamed up with uh, Seth Martinez, who's my business partner to today. And uh, we bought a six family together and renovated it, refinanced out and recycled that money and started raising capital and built a portfolio of about a hundred doors and flipped a bunch of houses, made a bunch of mistakes, made money, lost money, learned wholesaling as well. And uh, now we uh, focus on wholesaling and local real estate syndication. And you are in the New Jersey market. Now we've covered a lot of different markets on the show. And as I mentioned um, in our conversation prior to pressing the recording button that you hear a lot of negative things, obviously about New Jersey, high taxes uh, being mm -hmm. one of them um, and high cost of living and, and so forth. Why don't you give listeners of the show a little bit of a, just a, a quick rundown of the New Jersey market where you guys operate in uh, and make, make the case why it's still an attractive market for investors. Sure. Well, we have a line out the door for tenants. Our rent roll is consistently improving. You know, it, it, the hardest part is finding a well-priced piece of real estate. We focus on apartment buildings, about six to 25 units. And the hard part is finding a discounted piece of real estate in North Jersey. There's a huge demand. Uh, the cost of marketing to find a discounted apartment building can be $20,000 in direct mail. But if you know what you're doing, um, and, you know, we have, we have the management housing company here. So, in-house uh, management company in-house. So it's easy to manage the real estate locally. And um, you can make money in, in New Jersey. You, you have to learn the rent control laws and you have to learn, uh, you know, there's a lot of, it can take three weeks to get a permit in certain cities. Uh, you got to know the right people to pass certain inspections. And it's definitely a, a tough, um, a tough area to do business in with high taxes and whatnot. But the demand is high. When we go to sell our buildings, we, we have a lot of demand and our wholesaling moves quickly because of that as well. And uh, the it's easy to lease, very easy to lease in this area. So it's all relative. You know, you pay more for the real estate, you pay more taxes, but you collect higher rents. So as long as you make sense of it, it can all be quite profitable. Let's touch on uh, a little bit of the market dynamics because you are in northern New Jersey, right? So that's one of the most highly densely populated areas in the United States. Uh, just, mm -hmm. just thinking of the top of my head here, and please feel free to correct me. But there, so there's there's a lot of lot of folks there. There's a lot of different industries and companies. Maybe you can touch on just some of the businesses that's there, some of the jobs that's there, uh, the dynamics, because there's a lot of people, um, for example, working in New York City, right? And commuting in mm -hmm. and out. Uh, maybe you can touch on that a little bit for us. Yeah, I mean, New York City is the greatest city in the world. I mean, who are you with that, right? So we're playing off the greatest city in the world. There's so many people in one place. Everyone says, oh, the cost of living, da, da, da. The reason the cost of living is so high in New Jersey is because a lot of people want to live here and make a ton of money in Manhattan and 
live in the, the great outdoors in New Jersey. And, you know, we have the mountains and the beaches and everything. So it, there is definitely, um, you know, there, there is a lot of momentum here. There's a lot of companies that are coming. And I, I understand that there can be sometimes a net loss in, in a state like this for a year, meaning more people are moving out than moving in due to costs and things like that. But a lot of times, you know, the um, just the overall momentum uh, is, is very, very strong here. So uh, we don't buy in Manhattan, right? So I want to be very clear. I do not think that Manhattan's a good investment right now, or even the boroughs. I think they're overpriced. And I think there's parts of New Jersey that are overpriced, but uh, like Hoboken and Jersey City, right on the water, right against the city there. But if you can find those markets that are playing off uh, the markets that already boomed, right? So like Jersey City, for example, now there's tons of cranes in the air. There's tons of development. 3,000 condos are expected to hit the market in the next two and a half years. Uh, beautiful market there, but it's really starting to get tapped out, just like Manhattan. So we don't, we don't buy there. We buy uh, 20 minutes away from those areas that are tapped out, right? Because now in Newark, wow, you can get a one bedroom. You could rent it for you know, $1,200. You could be in Manhattan in 45 minutes jump right on the, on the train there. There's a, now a Penn station in Newark um, that gets you right into Manhattan. So Newark's a great opportunity. Um, and the outskirts of Newark and things like that, Elizabeth, even uh, Morristown, you know, Plainfield. So we, we ride that wave. We ride the outskirts of these areas that are really overpriced in Jersey, you know. Gotcha. Um, Let's talk a little bit about the price points that you guys are looking at too, because it's a different market. Uh, there's a, there's a different price point. If you don't mind elaborating on that. Right. Of course. So, you know, you're looking, the cheapest you're going to get a unit in North Jersey is about 85,000, maybe 70,000, you know, uh, if you're really going inner city. Um, so you are paying more per unit. A lot of times it's far more than that. Um, you know, you can get up, up to half a million a unit, of course, but we, we, we play in the area of about 80,000 to uh, 130,000 per unit. Um, and it's all relative, you know, you're just, it's all numbers and math at the end of the day, if you're getting more rent and, you know, you're paying more for the unit, you have higher taxes, fine, but you're getting this amount of rent and you're making this cap rate, then it's all relative. You know, so we buy at about a six to a seven cap rate. Um, I know my friends that buy in Texas and South Carolina and the Midwest buy it, you know, eight or nine or 10 cap rates or, you know, there's 12s I've seen around, you know, but um, that's not the play here in North Jersey. You're, you're just not going to get that unless you got a magic wand. And, um, you're, you know, you're going to be around a seven cap at best, maybe an, an eight or so, um, a real cap. We're conservative with our costs and we uh, formulate a cap rate on a piece of real estate. And, um, you know, it's all relative. It's all relative at the end of the day. You just got to make sure you're, you're within a train station or a good area where you can commute to Manhattan easily. Uh, a lot of good schools here in New Jersey as well, colleges as well. Um, so as long as you're in a desirable market, which North Jersey is, most of our markets are quite desirable based on the Manhattan, uh, you know, demographic and, and uh, the amount of population there. Um, you know, our, our buildings, our units are high in demand. So the rents are very strong. What are some of the risks for investors in that, uh, investing in that particular area? Um, and what are some of the steps that you guys take uh, to manage some of these risks for investors? So rent control is a big factor. You have to understand rent control. Um, it's, 
it's really uh, the biggest thing we have to understand anytime we get into a new city. And there are loopholes around it, and there's ways to work with uh, rent control. And um, so you have to understand all those laws as well. Um, the second thing is uh, the area. The, you know, you, there's cities where Newark, for example, you could be in a very desirable area, um, downtown, ironbound, very hot areas. And then you go a few blocks in the wrong direction, and it could be very dangerous. So you have to know your markets like the back of your hands. And that's another reason why we buy local here. You know, not only do we own the management company so we can really control the assets, but I've owned real estate about 90 minutes away from me. And it's just that much harder to get down there, manage your contractors and be able to pop up on them. You know, you want to be able to pop up on your contractors in your management company if you're outsourcing that. Um, and you just can't if you're too far away. So I, I, I'm, you know, God bless the guys that can buy a building uh, you know, an eight hour plane ride away, but I just, I don't do that. I like to control my assets. I want to be able to drive to it that day um, quickly if I need to. And that's our model um, for now. So that also helps us really uh, do well in these buildings, controlling the assets, a huge part of our model. You know? Now rent control, uh, the concept and, and of rent control might be one that not all my listeners are familiar with. We've, we've got listeners in over 180 countries. If you want to just jump into what it is and, and how it works, because it's, it's, it's in northern New Jersey, it's in New York, and maybe some other cities that you want to share as well. Um, yeah, anything yeah. you can yeah. share on that? Sure, rent control is pretty confusing. It changes from city to city. Uh, it's not always 100% clear on what you can and can't do with rent control. If, for example, in Newark, even if you buy a building and it's completely vacant, but the rents that are registered with the city are, say, $700 a month. But you're thinking, well, I can rent this unit for $1,400 a month if I put $25,000 into it. Uh, okay, but then to do that, you, you need to go to the city, show them the $25,000 you put into it, all the receipts, all the improvements you did, and the city will then put you in front of a, a judge and they'll decide um, how they're going to allow this rent to be increased. And it's going to be prorated. So if you put twenty five grand in the building, you show that, they're going to prorate that $25,000 over a 10-year period. So you might think, oh, you know, market rent's 1400 but they might decide, no, you're going to put rent in 1100 a month. You know, when you say, oh, I put 25 grand in you and I get 1400 No, well, we've decided this is what... So rent control, um, it's a complete bureaucratic nightmare. It's basically, you're at the mercy of the city, um, what they're going to charge you. They, they can tell you how much you can increase the rent for uh, each year. Um, in Union City, it's frozen indefinitely. So some cities decide to just freeze rent, meaning landlords cannot raise rent indefinitely in that city. Um, that's devastating to a real estate market as a landlord and uh, as real estate values for, for the homeowners as well. And so in an area like that, we're not going to buy in, okay, where rent is frozen. So you have to understand each local ordinance. Um, in Patterson, for example, rent control doesn't apply to Section 8 tenants. So if you have a cash-paying tenant that moves out or is evicted, you can bring in a, a Section 8 tenant for, you know, whatever you can, uh, without unit calls for or the fair market rent uh, can bring in in that area. So that's a nice, you know, uh, situation there in Patterson where, you know, rent control doesn't apply to Section 8. That's a big plus, you know, so you have to know little tricks to trade like that, you know. Right. Right. Very, very interesting. Uh, can you uh, touch on your business model a little bit um, and give us an overview of all uh, operations and, and what you guys do? 
Sure. So our uh, primary business, I guess, that uh, brings in a number of uh, opportunities is our wholesale business. So we wholesale residential and commercial real estate, meaning we get properties under contract and we assign that contract to another investor. Uh, we make a small fee on the property. So we, we did about 60 wholesales last year, mostly residential. And then what we do is we, we pick the big buildings and we do buy them. We put together a number of investors' capital uh, hence People's Capital Group, and we buy apartment buildings that we manage with our management company in-house here. And we have about 30 local investors, about over $5 million of uh, private capital raised and a um, nice uh, portfolio of uh, local real estate. Um, so we're a one-stop shop for investors. They can invest and get a <clears throat> passive cash flow check in the mail, a balance sheet, profit and loss sheet in the mail there, and be a nice uh, passive investor and get tax write-offs as well. Um, or they can, if they're an active investor, they can buy a wholesale property on our website there. We have a list of properties available on peoplescapitalgroup.com, and they can go and uh, purchase a fixer-upper and take the plunge. Uh, all New Jersey properties, so we're, we're just New Jersey. Uh, we'd like to stick to what we know here in uh, North Jersey. What are some of the uh, type of buildings that you guys purchase to, to buy and hold for investors, and what are some of the uh, strategies that you guys employ to um, – yeah, to, to increase the value of the asset and uh, returns for investors. Sure. So that's the whole play in North Jersey. You're not buying for cash flow so much. You're buying for equity gain, uh, forced equity gain. So we're not hoping the market goes up. We're not just buying in areas where there's a growing demand. We are actually forcing value into the property. That's our main uh, strength is value add. So we own the management company. We can control the buildings very closely. We force value into the building by raising rents, re reviewing expenses, reducing our expenses, increasing our forms of income, and getting more forms of income on the building beyond just rent. And um, then we force value into the building. So over a three to five year period, we force the value up on the building. We force equity into it. And we refinance the building every three to five years. So we do a big cash out refi every three to five years. Uh, our investors and I, uh, we all split up a bunch of tax-free cash because remember, that's debt. You're taking out a bigger mortgage amount, so that's debt you're pulling off the table. So that's tax-free cash. The way we structure our payouts is tax-free on the refi. And then, um, of course, our investors get cash flow quarterly as well. That's depreciated through tax depreciation also. So the whole play in New Jersey is you're buying a building that's mismanaged, uh, rents below market value, increased expenses, and you're getting the value up by raising the income on the property, the net operating income, and forcing value into it, and then refinancing three, five years, and, and harvesting that equity. Um, it's really an equity play in New Jersey, not so much a cash flow play. You mentioned the forms of uh, increasing the flows of each property, of income streams. What are some creative ways that you guys add additional streams to some of the properties? Sure. Well, we buy a lot of inner city areas, so storage is very popular. We could put storage in the basement for about for a couple thousand dollars. I could put a little storage down there, a couple of bins, uh, you know, with lights and locks, so tenants can get um, storage there. Self storage very popular these days. Parking, um, you know, uh, solar panels sometimes makes sense to become the power company for the uh, tenant. Okay, there's lots of tax advantages in New Jersey for that as well. And then just improving the units, uh, we offer cash to keys for tenants who rent is 20% or more below market value, which of course we look for buildings that are like that with worn out landlords, mismanaged buildings. 
and we'll offer cash to keys for the tenants because you can't move out a tenant just because their rent's low. That's against the law, but you can offer cash for keys, which is where you pay a tenant maybe $2,500 to move out. And it's an amicable scenario where they're happy to move out. We covered their, their costs there and they leave the unit in good condition. And we have a unit thing we could quickly renovate and uh, turn over for uh, higher rent. And that's, of course, one way to uh, in- increase your cash flow. But you get your expenses down too. you know, low energy appliances, uh, toilets, you know, low water usage or whatnot, tax uh, reassessments as well here in a high taxed area. Uh, be helpful. So we get our expenses down, we get our income up and just more forms of income is huge. You're listening to The Cashflow Ninja, the show helping people all over the world create monthly cash flow and achieve freedom today, not in 10, 20, 30, and or 40 years. This is a show where cash is not king, but cash flow is king. We will be right back after a word from our sponsors. My friend Dave Zook from The Real Asset Investor says, you can be conventional or you can be wealthy. Pick one. The Real Asset Investor team creates value for investors looking for high yield returns from multifamily apartments, ATM machines, and self-storage investments. Their syndications offer attractive investment opportunities that produce strong cash flow, equity growth, huge tax incentives. They are truly passive and managed by a world-class team. To learn more about the exciting investment opportunities the Real Asset Investor offers, such as their multifamily, ATM, and self-storage syndications, please visit cashflowninja.com forward slash real asset investor. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the United States. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Learn how to find the best deals by downloading your free copy of The Ultimate Guide to Passive Real Estate Investing at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. You're listening to The Cashflow Ninja, the show helping people all over the world create monthly cash flow and achieve freedom today, not in 10, 20, 30, and or 40 years. This is a show where cash is not king, but cash flow is king. Now let's return to our interview. We talk a lot about asset cycles and market cycles on the show as well. And there's obviously different strategies for each part of the cycle, depending on where, where you are. Uh, as an investor, because markets just do three things, right? They go up, down, and sideways. So there's strategies for every single scenario. What are you seeing in that market? You had mentioned there's some things that, uh, some areas that are very, very frothy and very overvalued. You'd mentioned uh, Manhattan, some of the boroughs in, in, in New York. But what's your general outlook in that market? What do you see in the next uh, two years happening there? Um, and and what, what do you see in the next, uh, yeah, in the next couple of years? Yeah, well, I mean, we love the New Jersey market. It's very strong. New Jersey is some of the highest earners in America, the highest uh, income per capita, you know, is, is here. So very high high uh, net worth individ, uh, individuals in this area. So there's the rent is very strong. Home values are very strong. Um, overall macroeconomics right now in America is great. I mean, we have incredible unemployment. We have very uh, strong GDP. So I understand markets work in cycles. I'm a realist. I think we have about two more years of natural market growth here. Um, and uh, then we'll probably start to sputter out. I don't see any bubble like, you know, we saw in 2008, of course. So 
but even locally here, just in New Jersey, um, you know, we have, uh, we do have bubbles uh, in certain little cities, you know, maybe like Jersey City's got a little hot, too hot, too quick, you know, and that's right on the water, right near Manhattan. But there's always a city behind that city, you know, so you just keep going further out in Jersey and then you have Central Jersey, you know, you have Morristown, you have Plainfield, uh, Elizabeth, Newark, um, you know, we're active in Patterson, New Jersey right now. So, you know, some of these cities might be on the news for crime, fine, but if you know the right areas to buy in, uh, there's a lot of activity in these cities where other investors that aren't local might just see the headlines in the newspaper say, oh, I'm not buying in that city. Where, oh, yeah, fine. I mean, I made millions of dollars in Newark, and Newark is crime-ridden. You know, there's a lot of crime in that city, but we've done very well there um, because other people don't understand that market, you know. Right. And that's, that's for big, most major cities. You're, you're going to have some form of crime in certain areas. Um, for listeners not familiar with it, so Jersey City is also, like you mentioned, it's on the water. And that's kind of mm -hmm. got a unique view because you've got the downtown Manhattan view, right? So you've got the nice mm -hmm. New York view, but you're, you're technically in New Jersey. Right. Jersey City and Hoboken, you're right there on the water. You're, you're basically a borough of Manhattan. That's, you know, your commute to Manhattan is the same as Brooklyn or Bronx or Queens. Um, and your, your, your cost of living is about the same there as well. But um, so like Hoboken super nice. You know, and that's an area where you're buying at like a 4% cap rate right now. That's crazy. So we go a half an hour away from there and buy at a 7 cap, you know, and uh, there were 20 years ago, people were buying at 8 caps in Jersey City. Even ten years ago, in some parts, so um, we saw that wave happen. New Jersey's a very active market. There, there, you know, the, it changes pretty quickly here, and you just have to kind of get in on the next little city that's going to pop. And uh, but it always, it always seems to hold its value too here. There, there's always a lot of demand to live in Jersey because there's just such a huge demand for Manhattan. It's, it's constant, you know. Right. And there's a lot of uh, companies based out of uh, northern New Jersey as well. So, again, lo lo lots of jobs. Uh, what, are you, what are you seeing on that front? Obviously, massive diversification of employment. But what's going on in the economy and with, with companies in, in that spot? Right. So a lot of companies are moving out into the suburbs. You see more and more office buildings popping up in fields off the highway and stuff out here. So Jersey is great because it's very rural in some areas. You know, I can go 20 minutes west from my office here and be out in the middle of nowhere. And I can go 20 minutes east and be in the greatest city in the world, some say. So it's a really interesting little spot. And you see a lot of uh, office buildings where there's already a ton of momentum in, in these areas. But like Bridgewater and kind of out little towns out, out, out west more getting a lot more activity. Morristown's getting a lot of uh, companies um, going there because people are realizing, wow, people like to live in the suburbs. So why don't we put our office buildings in these little kind of rural cities? Uh, we, I guess Morristown is becoming less of a rural city every day, but you know, that's an area where you're seeing a lot of momentum, e even like um, Elizabeth and a lot of um, IT companies coming into like Middlesex and Middlesex County there. Um, so yeah, I mean, office space in Manhattan and the boroughs is crazy expensive. So you come out here, um, there's a lot of office space in Jersey, and we are seeing more and more companies come out here. So I like that trend, and we hope that continues. What are some of the things that's working in your life and your business right now, Aaron, and why? Well, uh, I'm getting married in uh, four days. Um, so that's very exciting. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm, I'm uh, getting married to the love of my life, and 
Uh, also, you know, I mean, just overall, as I, as I grow up and get a little early, I realize your morning routine is so important. So I do really try to get some exercise in the morning or something productive and, and active and, um, you know, try to really take a half hour every morning for myself in one way or another. So that as a business owner, you go crazy, you work too much, you, you're doing things for other people all day. And, uh, so you do have to take some time in the morning, set your mind straight you know, to, to get as much done and be as productive as you can with that day. And that's important for any business owner, I think. Uh, if you had to start over in uh, your real estate uh, journey, what are some of the things that and advice that you can share? Some of the things that you would do, not do, and some advice for our listeners starting on their journey? Well, the word no has made me a lot more money than the word yes. Okay, so put the word no in your vocabulary first. That might be pessimistic, but I've flipped houses in the million-dollar range that were just disasters. And, I, you know, we, we did so well with the lower-end flips and the mid-level flips. And then what we said, well, well, hey, if we're good at flipping lower-end and mid-level houses, then we must be good at flipping high-end houses, and we'll make twice as much. That's not the case. So stick to what you know. Get really good at one thing. If you're making a bunch of money doing it, keep doing it, because that means you're good at it. Um, and don't deviate. A lot of us entrepreneurial minded folk love doing something new every day, but it's called work for a reason. You know, my job could be repetitive sometimes because I'm working in and on my business. But, you know, I'm sticking to what we know, just doing what makes money, the wholesaling and the syndications. The wholesaling is a quick nickel, highly taxed, but it makes me money quickly. The um, uh, other part of our business, the syndication is uh, a slow quarter. It gives us great tax benefits. And but over time, it'll make us quite wealthy. Um, but right away, it's not a quick, uh, quick buck necessarily. Um, so, you know, stick to to what works. Stick to what uh, you enjoy doing. But also, don't um, don't deviate. I so many investors do one thing one day and another thing another day. So if it's way off what you do, or just a little bit off, and, and you're you're doing well with one part of the business, stick to that. Don't be afraid to say no to people or um, people that want your time as well. Right? I have so many people that come to me and all my time for free. And I appreciate that. And I try to be a source of, of information, but nine out of 10 times, the individuals that are, you know, just kind of looking for free handouts aren't, aren't going to be of, of value. So you have to recognize your time is, is all you have. Um, saying no on investments, saying no on deals, saying no on partners were words that could have made me more money in the past and saying yes. So pick and choose who you work with, who you affiliate with, what deals you get involved with. Make sure it's the best decision for you and your business. Um, and if the investor says he's like Bill Gates, run away. That's my lesson. <laughs> well, uh, one habit I've observed from wealthy and successful folks is that they're always studying new subjects and learning new skill sets. What are you currently studying and what skill sets are you currently uh, learning? Well, every day, I mean, I, I've gotten into podcasts more and more. I, I see a lot of value in this. I've learned from guys that are doing really awesome stuff in the syndication field. I mean, there's some really heavy hitters out there that I'm learning from. And, um, you know, so it's just always so important to be going out to um, other events and other things. I, I used to go to a lot of the same RIAs and talk to a lot of the same people because they're my friends and my buddies and, you know, we'll grab a beer at the RIA and catch up. But that's not really, you know, when you go out and you network, talk to new people, always be building your brand in new areas. I recently joined the Rotary Club. Um, you know, I'm always trying to kind of just meet new faces out, outside of real estate as well, depending on what you're trying to do. But 
um, you know, it's so important to always be building your brand and networking and being uncomfortable with things, you know, I, I mean, not to uh, uh, go away from my, my prior lesson, which was don't deviate too much, but, you know, being uncomfortable with uh, certain challenges and raising capital and, and developing your business is so important. So if you're uh, comfortable getting uncomfortable, um, you're going to get further in this, this world as well. Absolutely. Maybe you can speak to the power of networking as well and sh uh, share some information on some of the meetups that you guys have and events because uh, that seems to have played a, a big role in your success as well, build, building your network, uh, creating and building and growing relationships. Oh, my RIA has been everything. I, I started a RIA probably six years ago and we have over 3,000 members now. We're on meetup.com. It's called New Jersey Real Estate Network on uh, meetup.com. So you can join us there. You can also go on peoplecapitalgroup.com and that's uh, our website. You can join our group there, or, uh, sign up for information on our events. Um, so we do a bunch of stuff. We have a general networking event here at the office on the second Tuesday of the month. We're in Berkeley Heights, New Jersey. So that's the second Tuesday. We have dinner, uh, networking, education. I have someone talking about 1031 tax deferences this uh, next month, and I, I educate as well. And then on the um, third Tuesday, we have a meetup for doctors and healthcare professionals. Um, we're actually doing, changing that to a webinar. So that's going to be a webinar on the third Tuesday of the month, how doctors and healthcare professionals can earn passive income. And then we do a webinar on the fourth Tuesday of the month about IRAs. So you can self-direct your IRAs into real estate. Um, about a third of our investors uh, are IRA investors, uh, meaning they self-direct their IRAs. So that's very cool. We teach a lot about that. You can check out our YouTube channel for videos about that, self-directing your IRA. Um, and then we just have webinars as well, like twice a month, general passive investment webinars, how you can earn passive income through real estate with uh, PCG, People's Capital Group, it's our company. Um, so our RIA is very active. If you are looking to build your network or raise capital or, or just build your brand in real estate, start a RIA, um, start going to RIAs. Um, on meetup.com, I think it's $38 to start an account and start a RIA, um, probably the best 38 bucks you'll ever invest. And if you have events and you, you advertise yourself properly, it's all pretty much free on meetup.com, you know, a few bucks, one out every, every year. Um, people will just join It naturally builds itself. Um, you do have to keep getting new faces in the room. You do have to keep on bringing value in like new speakers and new, new topics or people will, will lose interest. Um, but as long as you offer value month after month, um, then, you know, there, there's really an endless opportunity there. With the internet, I mean, you just have to kind of put yourself out there enough, enough, and and uh, the universe will kind of do its thing, and, and the right people will start to enter your RIAs and meet with you. And and when you put out a presentation in front of a group of uh, fifteen investors or so, that that's how we raise capital. That's how we build our brand. You know, it's when we're we're doing our best in front of a group of people, in front of serious investors, learning about our brand. Um, you know, you're an educator in front of the room. That's an important position to be if you're looking to raise capital. And um, we do offer a lot to our, I mean, it's free dinner, free education. It's all free. You know, we don't actually make, we lose money on the RIA, but it's a loss leader, right? And we lose money, but it allows us to really build our brand and raise capital. Yeah, absolutely. Now, our core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot uh, pass on, 
any money to future generations and were only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? Well, um, wealth, happiness, and success, I do believe kind of all go hand in hand. Um, so I think first of all, finding a partner that, you know, you can go home to every night and wake up to every morning that you really love and really, you know, can enjoy their company. Diana, my uh, wife to be here is a business partner. We own an Airbnb property together. She's great at that. I can rely on her for that. And, and of course, hopefully I'm equally as good as a partner in, in lots of realms, but, you know, not just in business together, but other things. So having a great partner is the most important thing. Um, running a business yourself is so hard, especially starting off. It's you and a, and a light bulb and a, and a desk and, and you know, what the hell are you going to do with that? It's, it's really tough on the morale getting started, especially in real estate. You're trying to do big things. Um, so having a partner is so important to, to support you in every way, uh, morally. And, um, so uh, the second, you know, and, and I think that goes hand in hand with happiness, wealth, and success. Uh, the, same, the other thing is do something every day and do it really damn well. You know, I, I cannot stand individuals that just go through the motions every day, um, you know, when hiring employees, right, be, be uh, fast to fire, slow to hire. And, and you want someone that really takes pride in their work, like our property manager. She takes so much pride in her work. If something needs to get done, she'll be here. Uh, till it gets done, you know, or, or if she needs to fix a problem on a Sunday, you know, it gets done. So you re want people to have passion. Uh, you want to have passion for what you do, passion for your work. Um, take pride in your work because you know, your work becomes who you are. Your business becomes who you are. And, and unfortunately, or fortunately, and um, so take pride in it and, and have a passion for it. And if you don't have a passion for it, you really aren't going to succeed. And you aren't going to be happy. Um, so, you know, I, I enjoy connecting with people. I enjoy putting their money to work. I enjoy the rush when they trust me with a hundred thousand dollars or $500,000. What a rush, what a tr trust, what a, an amazing compliment to, to me and my company and my partner for people to invest their hard earned capital in us. Um, I, I get up and I work for that, that rush to make good returns. So when people say, Hey, Aaron, thanks for help put my kid through college, you know, I made $50,000 on my investments uh, with you. You know, thank you so much for helping me pay for that semester of college. College is so expensive. <laughs> um, so that's, you know, that's the rush. Uh, do something that makes you proud of what you do. Do it really darn well every day uh, or six days a week at least. Um, and understand that it is work. It's going to be repetitive. So the final thing I, I'd say is <clears throat> people think running, your running a business is all, is all fun and glamorous. It's not, you have to do repetitive things just like everyone at, at work and you have to go and do the same thing every day and you have to do the best you can with it and make little tweaks and improve it every day as you can. But a lot of it's, you know, you got to plunge the toilet if it clogs, you know, so you got to understand that you're not going to enjoy it every day. There's going to be really hard days. There's going to be days you lose money and you look at yourself in the mirror. You say, what the hell am I doing? Am I, am I a loser or am I able to really get this done? Um, so, you know, you have to just stay up on yourself and do something that you have passion for. But understand, it's going to be hard days. Um, you know, I didn't make any money getting started. It was my first six months. I made $500. I had $5,000. My grandpa gave me in bonds, and I started cashing them out about, you know, 800 bucks a month or so. And, and I was down to $0. Now I exhausted the bonds. And I had, um, I remember my first commission check was a $2,000 commission check. And 
my broker took um, 1,500 of it. And I said, what the hell, broker? Uh, you, you're supposed to take 25%, not 75%. He said, well, you know, you switch brokers uh, because he was really a terrible, terrible broker. So I switched like a couple weeks before the closing. And he said, you're lucky I didn't take all of it. Read the fine print. You know, and just, just an example of a hard day. I remember that day. That was almost 10 years ago. And I wanted to quit so bad. I had no money, no, no direction. My broker was terrible. I just worked for the meanest loser for the last six months. And I was starting fresh with a new broker and nothing to show for. Um, so it was, you know, I'm just so glad I didn't quit then. Cause now we have about $10 million in real estate holdings. And, you know, uh, I see that broker down then and, and I, I laugh, you know, <laughs> there so. you go. Um, where can my listeners learn more about, uh, you, your company, where can they follow you and where can they stay, uh, informed of all of the projects that you're involved with? So peoplescapitalgroup.com is my website. Um, you can check us out there. You can sign up for our events coming up. You go on meetup.com and join New Jersey Real Estate Network. That's our RIA. And uh, we're all New Jersey, all Berkeley Heights. We have a lot of webinars, so you can join us all over the world. Uh, jump on one of our webinars. We have a YouTube account um, with videos, educational videos and webinars there as well. Um, so we're at Open Book. Uh, you can come, um, of course, uh, set up a time or you can call us the office at 908 464 zero four zero zero we can just set up a time for a, a phone conference um but yeah any questions they have i think go to our website enter your information and we'll try and uh, answer them to the best of our ability and you know we, we teach a lot of things self-directing your ira uh you know and how uh how we do the passive incomes the flips and the wholesaling um so it's important to be an educator first and foremost and um we think if we put enough out to the universe it'll come back around uh, so yeah, just send your information on our website and we'll try and answer any of your questions. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Aaron, and just sharing your journey and your knowledge and provi providing so much value for my listeners. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Have me back uh, anytime. I'll, uh, let's see, when I, when I get to 20, minute, 20 million, I'll come back, all right? Sounds good. All right. Thanks a lot. Have a good day. Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic, market, and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion-dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments for number solutions at cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements. Thank you again for joining me on the Cashflow Ninja. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here, please subscribe, rate, and write a review for our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at cashflowninja.com. I want to thank you for spending your most precious resource with me today, your time. Until next time, my friend, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms.
presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.